Previously on Hound Radio's Arch Campbell podcast. You and I share a love for a certain TV show right now. Yes, Fargo. Wonderful oh, show. Man. Uh, man. Unfortunately, it's wrapping up soon. It's one of those shows you just wish would go on forever. And I wish that it was one of those that would they drop all the episodes. Because as soon as an episode is done, I have to wait another week. And I, I, yeah. I it's, it's, it's torture. The Arch Campbell podcast featuring Arch, Lou Katz, and a cast of thousands begins now. Well, that was Cinema Lou talking about his favorite series and mine this winter, and that, of course, is Fargo Season 5 on FX and Hulu, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. I'm Arch Campbell, and this is the podcast that tries to keep you up with the ever-changing world of entertainment. Lou Katz is large and in charge at Katz. <laughs> podcast headquarters yes i salute you thank you just back from my other job is doing uh doing security for uh taylor swift and uh <laughs> and travis kelsey these days crazy you going to the super bowl Lou? you going to super bowl <laughs> no i'm going to disney world after i win the super bowl <laughs> you're just back from florida actually that's why we've been on a little bit of break yeah because Lou needs his um, Lou time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, our guests today include the entertainment savant, the chief movie guy for WTOP Radio and WTOP.com, the Oscar expert, Jason Fraley. Jason. Hey, thank you for having me back. We all need a little time, a Lou time. <laughs> I'm in the loo. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go to the loo. (laughs) And joining Jason, the Washington, D.C. Bond vivant, critic for DCoutlet.com, man about town, Mr. Peter Freeman. We've got French, we've got a British loo. This is too much. I'm, I'm back here in the States. Let's stay here. Peter Freeman. <laughs> Peter Freeman lives up to his name because oh, touche, sir. Touche. he eats in restaurants and goes to movies for free. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know anything about that, would we? No, Not a thing. So let's start, Peter. Uh, what are you watching these days and what do you like? Well, Evidently, I'm in I'm in the minority here, and I'm just I'm quoting the Daily Mail. It's the main uh, their top headline: Argyle savaged by critics. Two hundred million dollar Matthew Vaughn spy flick branded one of the worst movies ever made. Quote unquote in brutal reviews, <laughs> and uh, it opens tonight. And I'm here to say that it's not it's not bad at all. It's actually uh, quite fun. Oh my God, you're Ellie freaking Conway. such a fan oh yeah what is it you do espionage who are these people real life spies why would they care about me because you're a goddamn fortune teller ellie it's ton and cheek it's a spy movie i mean it's got henry cavill sam jackson sam rockwell bryce dallas howard is a star and uh it's a lot of fun it's uh basically a, a this writer uh bryce uh howard uh, is a writer who writes spy novels and her superstar James Bond guy is played by Henry Cavill in her mind. But then real life takes over. Da, 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 da. Oh. oh, oh, yes. 
the what twist. What a plot twist. And she turns out, it turns out that she's <laughs> actually a savant, a la Jason oh. Fraley. Wow. And uh, she's <laughs> able to tell the future. And <laughs> spy, spy <laughs> stuff. Sam Lockwell comes in. Dallas play. Bryce Ho- Howard is uh, Ronnie Howard's daughter. And, yes. Uh, she uh, she was in all, a lot of those uh, Jurassic Park remakes, mm-hmm. and and you know we we all know and, and love Ron Howard. I mean he's you know been around forever, but mm-hmm. I think Bryce Howard is is a name on her own now. A lot of people probably don't even know who Ron Howard is. God bless him. Well, and uh, she she she's fun. She's she doesn't take herself too seriously. She walks around in mom jeans in the movie, so she's not trying to glam it up until the end. And uh, basically, she runs into Sam Rockwell, who's a real spy. And he's protecting her from all the bad guys led by Brian Cranston. Mm. Uh, so as you can see, it's a lot of uh, people so, on the fringe you know, of relevance. Since we have the movie Savant with us, Jason, Uh-oh. how many other movies have that same plot? <laughs> where, where the writer, I'll, I'll, I'll know the Matthew, exact tally, but when I heard the, the title Argyle, I thought it might be the origin story of the limo driver in Die Hard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bruce Willis, uh, he's not to be, he's the one guy not in it. Oh, okay, well, no Argyle. Can, can you think of a movie with the same plot? Because I, I, it seems to me, uh, you know, I what misery or there's there's a lot of movies that have that plot where the writers. Well, Matthew Vaughn's movies pretty much are are kind of the same, but this is a lot more fun, a lot more tongue in cheek, features women more. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's keeping up with the times or trying anyway. And well, and, and it's something new, which I want to bring. It's up new in the time. theaters. Yeah, there's not a lot yeah. of new stuff right now so. no exactly jason what, what are you watching what do you like well i really i talked about this i think last time i was on but and you mentioned it at the top with cinema lou but i i loved watching season five of fargo i thought i i thought yeah. it was excellent or, I, it was so good that it's hard to find something to like I'm Not sitting there. I'm that. I'm kind of sad that 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 it's over. Um, it was Keely Jones trying to escape Don Draper. I mean, <laughs> uh, but it was and 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 Jennifer Jason Lee was so good in it. That scene, um, you, you know, she thinks she you think she's so evil, but there's that scene where she's talking about how the 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 police officer is in debt and I'm on this other edge of society than you. But then by the end, you feel for. And but I was laugh. I was howling in that finale when you remember old old munch the like the immortal the immortal being is like there to collect his debt and he's talking about the hardships he's endured for centuries because he's been around forever and and then they juxtapose that the simpleton husband's like yeah you know scotty and i were going fishing with grandpa you know (laughs) they're just i was howling laughing at that i just thought it and his name's munch by the way and munching that biscuit but made with love that's I, i don't know i loved it i loved it is that a reference to the seventh seal Oh wow, maybe where he's wow, playing, look at where he's playing, playing <laughs> chess with with death. Maybe yeah. I, I I don't know. Uh-huh. I didn't see a chessboard in, in this one. Well, but, and if uh, Max was... von Sydow comes through any of the doors <laughs> that I'm looking at right now, I'm, I'm yeah. getting out of here. Yeah. All right. When I look, you brought something up, and I want to bring it up. And it is that last weekend I looked at the post in the weekend sections, and. I couldn't find any reviews. And then I found a little small paragraph that said, uh, we don't have any reviews this week because there's nothing new opening. Oh, and, I, and I don't ever remember 
just seemed to me like every week there was always something, even if it was a piece of crap that was opening. And last weekend, nothing. They just They're, said, well, you know, watch the Oscar nominees because uh, uh, nothing. Hop out. What do, what do you out. think? Well, ISS opened. Uh, and that's a, actually a very good movie, the International Space Station movie. And I thought that's one of the, the one of the best movies so far. I mean, it's January, got you know February actually, but uh, there are movies out there. I, what what I is I wonder ISS? if people are just giving up on them. It's what is a, ISS? It's very cool. It's uh, uh, Ariana Debose stars in it, and it's basically two American astronauts dock on the International Space Station with uh, some Russians. And fun ensues, but basically it's not very fun at all. Uh, back home on planet Earth, uh, they're looking out and look at the beautiful, uh-oh, what are those explosions? Hey, guys. Wait a minute, what the what? hell is going on down there? Oh, whoa. We gotta get out now, guys. Let's get out. Oh, my God. War has broken out below, and we were told to take the ISS by any means necessary. Both teams are given instructions to take yeah. over the space station at n any cost. And uh, it's 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 very gripping. It, 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 of course, it's, you know, it's it's not a lot of special effects. It all takes place inside the space station. Lots of floating around, but a lot of, I wonder what he's going to do. I wonder what she's going to do. Ooh. And uh, I thought DeBose was just terrific because she's very low key. She's expanding. She's an Argyle as well. And okay. Um, He's got now, star potential, but it's a movie and it's a big one, sort of. Isn't there a movie where people are in an airplane and World War Three breaks out and they can't land anywhere and they're they're driving around? Gerard Butler made one of those, but I don't know if the world maybe there was a snake on a plane. I I don't know. These things write themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm as I haven't seen ISS now with your pitch. I'm going to check it out. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm as bummed as anyone else that they they they're kind of the studios are like, eh, we're not going to release anything new. It's kind of weird. But um, but I don't know. There at the same time, there are a ton of Oscar releases that I mean, I know you all of us in this room in this virtual room have you know probably seen most of them. But I feel like most of uh you know the movie going public, I'm still catching up. And I guess Ava DuVernay's Origin just hit theaters like the week before and. Uh, what Society of the Snow just hit Netflix, so I feel like there's like a lot of stuff that we we think is old that is probably going to feel brand new to a lot of people. Zone of Interest just opened. Zone of Interest just opened. Yeah, so I feel like which talk about a movie that probably would not have been seen by a lot of people if not for these Oscar nominations. So that well, I mean that that, that kind of shows that it, it it will pack some theaters when you get that. I'm nominee. hearing from people whose like wives or uh, significant others went to Zone of Interest and came back and said, "Man." Uh, you don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, that looks a little it's, on the heavy side. But it, it, oh, isn't opening... It, it's heavy. Yeah, doesn't the, the term open just mean something completely different now? Because yeah. your first question is, is it? Is it what's open? Is it on which one of these stupid streaming things do I not mm -hmm. have? Uh, yeah. Is it actually in a theater? And and then there's still a lot of people who, who haven't gone back to a theater yet. And, you know, I think it's different because in the theaters, AMC and Regal, you know, they're smaller theaters in terms of their the seats are so much more comfortable that there's less seats in them. So when you're in there, you get this sneaky feeling like, oh, this is great. Everyone's back at the movies because the theater is full, but it's actually 
30 people. And, you know, 30 people does not a movie make, uh, and it certainly right. doesn't make any money. Uh, so it's it's all on the, the telly. And uh, so, I mean, is this a, a result of the strike, the uh, the pipeline kind of emptying out? I think that's more for television. <laughs> I think they got a lot of stuff in the can for movies, but they're just they don't want to pull the trigger on them because of the cost that's associated with it. And the guarantee is no longer there that they're going to get their money back. Well, that's a good point. I mean, it's a good point. You, um, after all, Sam Spade, our great movie star on the big screen, is now on the small screen, AMC, yeah. right? Uh, Monsieur it, Spade. <laughs> have you watched that Monsieur Spade? I, I, I have. I, well, I've seen the first two. I, I haven't seen the one that just watched what episode three, but I've watched the the first first two. Are you watching it, Arch? I watched the first one. I yeah. think to I the end. The, I, <laughs> yeah, to the I end just the was end. like, wow, this has turned uh, different in, like, in a hurry. It's like I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, no thanks, no thanks. I watched it and uh, I thought it was slow and kind of of uh, of a stretch. Sam Spade leaves San Francisco to go to France and take care of Bridget O'Shaughnessy's daughter and he's got all this money and then something happens and he has to be the the, uh, the great detective again and it's like uh it just I I thought it was slow and tedious and I really did, wanted to like did, it. Before you came to beautiful Bozul, your talent was other people's business. No one cares about that Sam Spade. Not anymore. Did you think the show was show and te- slow and tedious, or rather Clive Owen? I think the... Uh, I think uh, he's miscast. I, I didn't... I, you know, I think he'd be great if he were in uh, 1950s San Francisco. If it was an update of yeah, uh, the French accent's a bit of a, and they make fun of it. But it's funny you mentioned that too, because I think that there was some good, like there's some good hard boiled monologues and stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, I I agree with the Clive Owen thing about the casting, and he's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, but like oh the Nick, I mean to me it was weird, sort of weird to have, um, you know, like a British actor in such a. American genre as film noir, you know. What I mean, I mean, I know the, don't don't the Brits gave us the Third Man. You know, there's been many examples, but um, but uh, but yeah, it's to me, it's sort of like them riffing on the idea, you know, that that the French coined the term film noir, you know, after the the French got to watch all the uh, the gritty American movies that the Nazis had banned, uh, you know, during the war, and then finally they they look back at, at Maltese Falcon and all these start naming uh. name it film noir. So yeah, you could do like a, a meta thing and be like, okay, it works in france but but uh but it doesn't feel but i'm with the archer doesn't feel like that gritty it's, san francisco he can mention yeah. miles archer all he wants in the callbacks but it yeah, does yeah. i'm giving it a shot but uh and did it is there like a hint of the supernatural at the end of episode two there's this like mystical uh, mystical boy that they're after which i found uh, interesting um yeah. because true detective on hbo with jody foster also uh, has like a uh-huh. supernatural thing to it like what what's with and fargo had the immortal guy what's with the supernatural invading these gritty uh mystery shows now, now what are you following true detective i am well uh, I've, I've only i'm not all the way caught up but i watched the i watched the first episode of it i, I actually really like really like jody foster in that one it's up at the arctic uh polar night has set are you guys watching it Oh, it's I, quite out without Kate Beckinsale, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like and that's, that's like the, a the thing a little too, right? Like anyway. John Carpenter's thing. What'd you say, Peter? 
I, I, it's like I said, it's it's, it's uh, quite out without Kate Beckinsale, and Kate yeah. Beckinsale is like the key component of the movie. Um, uh, just that that Arctic thing, and and the thing for me is 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 sacred, especially the the eighty two the Carpenter uh, remake. I, I think that was just terrific. Uh, it just looks, and I love True Detective. I love them all, especially the mm-hmm. the second season. Um, but no, I haven't, I, I haven't started it. It's going to take a really cold night <laughs> to get I me to put that on. I watched the first one. And again, I just, I couldn't, maybe it's because Fargo was so good because I watched the first one of True Detective with uh, Jodie Foster and, uh, I just, I couldn't get interested in it. I'm desperate to find something <laughs> to <laughs> worth your while. Uh, just you know to get oh oh this is so good so i don't know maybe i'll go back to it i tried that uh, murder in the details with mandy patankin have you tried that let's ask Lou if you saw that one because that's <laughs> a, we're we're scratching here for, we're, <laughs> uh, we've well, got to that I think next week, uh, if you can hold out a little longer, I think next week, like uh, as Abbott Elementary returns next week, like I think some of like the bigger yeah, shows that yeah. were on hiatus because of the strike are finally going to start coming back. So, and I, I saw, I saw they they started filming Severance season two. Now that won't be for another, you know, months before it releases, but that's a good sign that maybe. Oh some, man, after the great, I love that show on Apple. And, and you know the science fiction aspect of Severance. Oh, where you great. go to work and you got to go down in the basement. And when you do uh, chip uh, blocks your brain from the rest <laughs> of your life. And... Yeah. <laughs> that better catch you like right at the beginning. Cause if you're trying to play catch up or I'm not so sure about it, you're not going to those, a lot of shows, they really hook you right away. There isn't right. that buildup. And I think true detective is, it does take their time. And Monsieur uh, Spade certainly does. Uh, but I'm, Fargo, and we all love Fargo. I, I think it's oh, safe to yeah. say the uh, la- the they, they don't season. they don't waste time. They get right into it. Mm-hmm. They set up the character for about ten minutes, which is really all you need uh, on television, and then boom, you know, crazy yeah. characters start popping up. Yeah. Exactly. I, oh, uh, and Arch, of uh, the Air. Oh, I haven't seen Masters of the Air. Is that, is that Apple? I think so. Yeah, I, I, you know. I think uh, uh, Hanks and Spielberg, you know, it's World War II and they're going oh, God. Uh, to uh, England and they're going to fly the airplanes. And I turned oh, it good. on. Hanks got out of the, the submarine, I guess, long enough. Glenn Miller is playing and all the gals are there. And, oh, you're going overseas. Oh, oh. And I just turned it off. Major Egan, you were the first pilot assigned to the 100th. Me and Buck Levin. You are in charge of 35 planes and 350 air crewmen. Don't you die on me before I get over there. We need a new war to harken back to. World War II, <laughs> sorry to say, is too long ago. And even the Mr. Spade. Spanish-American War. Well, no, Mr. Spade even did the Algerian War, so it's moving. It's crawling <laughs> over his right. timeline. But it's like, at least it wasn't, ah, he jumped out of a plane in the weak war. And it's, and even Fargo references, they're all referencing wars. It's like, no, World War II is gone. Everyone's gone. Let's move on. Well, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. So, so well, where are we? Syphilis is making a comeback. It's at its highest levels in the United States since the 50s. Oh, my God. Great. But I digress. 
<laughs> and John Stewart's coming back to the Daily Show in a couple oh, uh, on the twelfth, right on Monday. So everything old is new again. Right? From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is the Daily Show with John Stewart, a billionaire vanity candidate taking the escalator to the White House. I'm sure his accountant was the only one who didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, that's another one. Is he coming back? One what's day the, a week. What's the reason? Yeah, it's what Monday. I, I think it's just to get through election season. If I would guess, they they, yeah, they couldn't. I find think you're a, right. They couldn't find a full time replacement host after Trevor Noah because Trevor Noah is hosting the Grammys, you know, the Music Awards this weekend. But I think Trevor's kind of like, ah, I'm just gonna go do other stuff. Um, and then they they tinkered around with like fill in hosts, I think, on the Daily Show, but no one could ever capture. I mean, it was a it was part of the zeitgeist it was, yeah, that's when show. Stewart yeah, some... was there, and so now I think it's more of like a temporary. We're gonna plug him back in once a week, every Monday, just to get through this. What's gonna be a crazy campaign? If only and, there were people it's... on television to talk about the election. <laughs> See, that's what we're really missing. <laughs> God, right. no I'm not a mouthpiece. That's no shows. Crazy. No new shows. <laughs> so. Let's see. Shall we go on to the Oscar nominations? Uh, what? What? Sure. I'm sort of feeling that the Oscars are pretty much set. That it's Oppenheimer and uh, Cillian yeah. Murphy, actress from Killers of the Flower Moon, and uh, probably uh, the actress from um, the holdovers. Uh, holdovers and. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. from Oppenheimer. I think it's a big Oppenheimer year. And oh, must see TV. <laughs> this is in the lowest rated of all time. Wait, so Peter, you did? <laughs> did you not like Oppenheimer? That was my. I, I am year. the one. You're the I'm one? always the one. Oh, it was. That I thought was, it was the best of the year. I'm a history freak. I hated yeah. Lincoln, Spielberg's Lincoln. Okay. Uh, I don't like too long. Uh, like ISS is 95 minutes. Hello. That's that, that <laughs> movie. Um, not to compare them, of course, but no, I, 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 am not I. Oppenheimer. I uh. thought they, it's an, anything that's an hour too long. It, it, it's just, to me, it's watered down. So American fiction is, was my, uh, hmm. my, my favorite and mission. Impossible. That was great. Of too. course, I'm, great I'm a nerd, but yeah, uh, I thought American fiction was, was, was creative and, and daring and uh, I think that's what a great movie is. And I think these biopics, they're churning them out at just such a, a, a pace. And I don't, I think uh, Oppenheimer, again, I, World War II, uh, sorry, but uh, it's- uh, In the Cold War, juxtaposed. Yeah, and, and <laughs> does anyone find the Cold War interesting anymore? And, and I just, uh, no, n not me. And again, I, I love history. I love that that time, you know, World War II stuff, uh, notwithstanding. Uh, it's an exciting, it's a pivotal time in history. So uh, boring, bored to death. Well, so I, respect a, I, your, I respect your opinion, and I loved American fiction and happy for DC native Jeffrey Wright and all that mm, stuff getting absolutely. nominated. But if you didn't think Oppenheimer was a daring approach, Christopher Nolan and the sound design and the faces melting in the and that audience when he's giving the there's, speeches and I thought it was awesome. The bits there's there are yeah. things to like. There's there's yeah. even things to love if if you're open to it. But yeah. uh, I, I'm more of a I'm moving along with the movie. So in an hour, yeah. if I'm loving it, I'm loving it. And if I'm not, then I start as Arch can testify. 
<laughs> start fidgeting. Uh, he'll get the bumps <laughs> next to him, bumps to the arm, uh, and then undoubtedly it'll come to look my at that ribs person are over still there. Bruised from yeah. sitting. Yeah, well, next to you know, it's life experiences. They make you. They make you who you are. But uh, well, you know what? I was. Uh, I. I. Whether whether you hated it like Peter Freeman or loved it like me or Arch, I oh, love the way you give my I, surname. Thank you. That's, yeah, oh yeah. That's a poster right there. There you go. Plaster it. Um, what I was gonna say though is that um, in terms of the Oscars though, um, you said it might be lower rated. Again, respect oh, your yeah. opinion, but like. This, if it won, I mean, I'd politely disagree because if it won, it would be the first top five domestic grocer. You know, it was in the top five this year. Barbie was number one, Oppenheimer was five. Right. It would be the first top five to win Best Picture since Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. So that's like a two decade, 20 year, it would end a 20 year dry spell of movies that most people didn't see finally winning best i mean this would be like the first blockbuster to win and they used to win all the time and so it's i don't all know it, I think it'd be is it cool. a blockbuster though i, I know it made yeah. money and i, well, I, I mm, it's almost I, over a billion around the world it's definitely a block it's an artfully made block i get you i get i hear what you're saying it's not like barbie is more of a closer like what you'd think of a regular blockbuster but i think it's that barbenheimer was absolutely blockbusters you don't think see i i i think with with the, the main story I'm getting from the Oscars, and and again, I'm I'm a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say disassociated, but I've taken a step back uh, in mm -hmm. the last year or so. And yeah. what I'm hearing is the, the big story for the Oscars is, I couldn't tell you, first of all, who's hosting it. Second of all, it's Barbie. It's the uh, uh, Gerwig and, um, uh, forgive me, the star now. Yeah, uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Robbie, forgive me. Yeah. Uh, their omission and Gosling, mm -hmm please explain that to me, uh, getting in. And that seems to be the story. And I think when you get, when that's the highlight, they're scratching for something to to get your attention. And I don't think Oppenheimer, despite its monies and the, the high praise from the critics, um, I don't think that, I don't, I don't see it. I really don't. And uh, you don't see the re-releases. You don't see the excitement like you do, God, God forbid, you know, an Avengers movie or something like that. Uh, I just think comparatively, uh, it's it's a big movie, but I don't think movies. I don't think the Oscars is the Oscars anymore. I just movies well, are too different, yeah. uh, and I a lot agree. of people haven't well, seen everything because there's so much, and it's well, it's kind of hard. I agree with you that the ratings have plummeted since the high water mark of ti Titanic. <laughs> Pun not intended, but um, but they <laughs> um. But I will say, I mean, I know that's sort of the vibe, but I truly believe it's more just like cord cutting culture in general. Um, because I, if you look up last year's ratings, the Oscars were still the highest rated, you know, non-sports show. Non I mean, you, if you take show. the NFL out, the so Peter, name, name Fargo, name any show that's your favorite show, like the Oscars still beat it. So, I mean, I, I don't. Maybe I'm just biased because I love the freaking Oscar. <laughs> but I do agree that remember in, when Titanic, uh, when Leo got snubbed for Titanic, um, everyone was like, oh, but people still tuned in because they like kind of liked the controversy of their favorite yeah, people. Yeah, but they were tuning in. Maybe Barbie would. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. different. I, I mean, here's here's this is controversial. Arch will love this. Lou is has <laughs> already got his finger Here on the go. <laughs> Here we go. Headquarters, but. Yeah. I might not even watch the Oscars for the first time oh, 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 ever. Oh, oh, I'm not kidding. It's a Barbie boycott or because it, I was mad no, Barbie didn't not. get nominated. And I didn't like too, Barbie but... either. Yeah, I, okay. I know everyone's dying to know that. But, oh, my uh, God. 
Boy. He hated both the Barbenheimers. I didn't hate Barbie, <laughs> no. but I didn't I didn't like it. And yeah. uh, I was waking up with my girlfriend at the time, unbeknownst to myself. And, oh, okay. Uh, uh, it was it was a struggle. There that'll was a, do there it. Was exterior things going on at play, but uh, no, I I don't think I'm going to. I in fact I'm going to declare right now I'm not going to watch it, okay. and, and because it's three and a half hours where the, it's like the election, uh, which I'm also avoiding. Uh, I'm going to just find out after the fact because I'm not. I don't have anything in the game, no skin in the game, and I I truly I don't care. I don't care if Oppenheimer wins. <laughs> it's not an indictment <laughs> against it. But I don't okay. think it, it, it it's an indictment well, for you, you said you took a step back, and I think uh, I have as well, and I think Jason has as well, because we're not going to three or four screenings every week. And I think it is important to kind of take a step back and see where everything is in relationship mm-hmm. to uh, uh, the rest of the world. You know, the one that disappointed me was uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. As far as length, the last and as hour. Far as and I did not like the way they ended it. I thought it was uh, corny. Yeah, uh, and they, quick. Like, oh my god! Yeah, Even though oh. we run an hour too long, we better hurry. And uh, and they just spit out, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, great I movies. Mean, I, the first two hours, but mm. yeah, I think we've talked about it on here before. But I really, really, I agree that the the, the final scene I thought felt out of place and it was a little yeah. too long. But I feel you know, well, mostly, mostly I thought it was well done. And Scorsese's what just Martin Scorsese is now the second um, has the second most uh, best director nominations ever. He passed Spielberg, who had nine. Scor- Marty's got ten now, uh, so he's only behind William Wyler's twelve. So that's that's a big deal. And then Lily Gladstone, if she, I know Leo got snubbed, but if Lily Gladstone Stone wins, she'd be the first Native American and you know indigenous actress yeah. to win. So I would cheer that for diversity. Um, although I will say it was, I I thought they should have given her more screen time. She almost felt like Ingrid Bergman in Notorious, mm-hmm. like left off mm-hmm. the screen, getting you know poisoned throughout the movie, yeah. uh, the yeah. insulin yeah. stuff. I thought that she could have had you know more, even more to do. It was kind of told from you know the De Niro uh, Leo perspective. Um, well, are we to the point that we're beginning to recognize plots because we've seen oh, them? Especially critics, yes. <laughs> but to Have Jason's we seen point, too many movies. But, but it's, <laughs> that's that's true. But but going really quick back to Jason's point, uh, the fact that you wanted more of her, uh, I think, is a testament to just how great she was in that movie. Mm, and oh, she yeah. truly was. And and it, it's a sleepy role, sort of. I mean, she's yeah. she's almost kind of like been muted by society. Right. And Which fits she's the got movie, these, yeah. Right. And she's got these breaks where she can go, no, actually, we are the people and we're the this and that. And I think she does those remarkably well. But yeah, I wanted more of her in that movie as well. And I do think, I think a lot of people are rooting for American fiction. And I think that is on the rise. And uh, it so. would be nice if there was some kind of a surprise for American fiction. Yeah. And and we have it, to mention Bar. I mean, we do. I mean, I, I do. I do think people will tune in. Barbie still got eight nominations. Like, because when, when that came, you know, best when, picture. wow. Including best picture. When when those nominations eight came in nominees. and I, I was reacting in real time like everybody else. That was the story that day of it kind of felt like, <laughs> course, oh, you're, throw, yeah. you're, you're throwing the Barbie Ooh. out with the bathwater if you don't know uh, <laughs> the director and the actress. Um, but then, you know, as you as you had time to process it, you know, you realize Margot Robbie is going to be there as a producer. She got nominated and Gerwig did get nominated for the screenplay. So she will be there, you know, with with husband Obama back. They both got nominated for the adapted screenplay is where it's going to compete against. Oppenheimer 
But yeah, so Ooh. I think they'll still be there. I think the bar, I think Barbie and Oppenheimer fans are still going to tune in. Uh, and I do think it. To, I'm trying to view it as a positive. I agree. We've all taken a step back from the movies because of a lot of the societal forces. But I think that the fact that Barbie and Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer, number one and number five grows in movies of the year are going at it, I think is going to generate excitement. But that's just my opinion. Well, now, speaking of going at it, I think it's time for us to go <laughs> at Lou Katz in podcast land to hear uh, from our uh, sponsor, Hound Radio. Thanks, Arch. I want to tell you, we've got a special virtual screening coming up on Monday night, February 5th at 6 p.m. It's the new R-rated rom-com called Upgraded. Check it out. Get all the details on how you can win your free passes and watch from home on our website at houndradio.com. Now back to you, boys. So uh, here we are. Uh, I'd like to take a minute and remember the fabulous Cheetah Rivera. I like the island Manhattan. I know you don't. Smoke on your pipe and put that in I like to be in America. Okay, by me in America. Everything free in America. For a small fee in America. West Side Story is really your first major leading role in Broadway. As you think back, what would you say stands out most in your mind about that show? Oh, there's so many. But actually, it was the excitement of the creation of the show, watching Leonard Bernstein setting down notes that would later be heard and loved by everyone. Any thoughts on Cheetah Rivera? She passed away. Uh, I think she was uh, well into her 90s, worked well into her 90s. Mm. Uh, certainly uh, remembered for uh, her Broadway work and uh, another great force. I saw her in Kiss of the Spider Woman, mm -hmm. and uh, I think she was uh, almost 80 when she was the Spider Woman. And, uh, wow. Uh, pretty cool. Any thoughts on Cheetah Rivera? A lot of people, at least in our area, love her pre-Broadway, you know. Um, she She's from D.C. Uh, she originated the role of Anita in West Side Story in le the late 50s um, in D.C. It, it was at National Theater, you know, the historic spot downtown, uh, before it went up to Broadway and became this phenomenon. So she worked with, you know, Leonard Bernstein and, and Sondheim and all those people early on here in D.C., I, I actually interviewed her a couple years, like uh, right. during the pandemic, a couple years ago. And um, she was talking, you know, I asked her about that and, and getting replaced by Rita Moreno, you know, for the movie version. Rita goes to win the Oscar. Um, and she actually was like, she was the theater core to the core. She was like, I was fine. Like, she could go make the movie. That was that's not the original version. I'll always have the original. And I was a little busy originating Bye Bye Birdie with Dick Van Dyke oh, on wow. Broadway when they were making the so and she guys, she also originated Velma Kelly in um Foster yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Like and you mentioned Spider Woman. Like, think of all these roles and she started a lot of them. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Rest in peace. So did they ever untie the uh, confusion between Cheetah Rivera and Rita Moreno? <laughs> they sound so much. Well, the former, and she she just had her 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 memoirs published last year. So I mean, she's actually somebody I would, especially after what Jason was just saying, that that I'd like to to look into a little further because I I won't pretend to know much of, of anything about her. 
But uh, yeah, she had her, her memoir, and you, you, I don't know. It's life is too short. I know she lived to be ninety, whatever, ninety one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, you realize there's just so much still left. Even you know her, her book tour. I mean, what was that like? You know. Yeah. As wow. she's in winding down, it's, it's incredible how life goes. So uh, as we wrap up, uh, what shall we recommend for the weekend? I'm because I'm. I'm stumped right now. It's good if, if Jen Cheney were on this podcast, number one, she would be spitting mad about Barbie. Jen is just, she's Barbie all the way. And she oh, always, is, put there's us together. always, there's never nothing on television. Oh, well, because really yeah, I mean, Jen is no on top. Jen is on top of the TV scene, unlike anyone yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. It's pretty incredible. Hats off to Jen. And I'm a Barbie fan too. So, uh, sorry, Peter. <laughs> no. okay. I'm just going to have the Darth Vader theme come on every time I come into the room. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well, uh, it's, a, it's a tough weekend. There's no football. Yeah. So, you know, know. people have, are, might step out. It's going to be in the 50s. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if Argyle, $200 million is enough uh, of a budget to, to bring people in. I mean, the, the early word is not good, but I think it's worth seeing. I think it's fun. A little long, but uh, fun. And I would just, just say catch uh, up on catch up on the Oscar nominees if you if you haven't seen it. Like you know, I'm sure a lot of people still haven't seen a lot of the nominees. So check if you haven't seen American Fiction, if you haven't seen and, and the holdovers. You know, all all these. If you haven't watched Nyad on Netflix, pop that on because that's nominated for a couple. Like, but find some of these movies that have been nominated that maybe you missed, or if you want to try, you know, Zone of Interest or Anatomy of All, some foreign flicks. Uh, mm. You know, uh, proceed with caution depending on your takes taste, but you know, or or even origin, you know, movies that didn't get nominated that just came out that, you know, like ch check some, some of those movies out or go back and see uh, Fargo season five and uh, and watch the Grammys if, if you want music. I mean, there's stuff this weekend, but I think we're all waiting until the Super Bowl the next week. So, well, OK. And so on that note, and I'm going to go along with you on Nyad. I mm -hmm. thought Nyad was terrific and I was really happy for Annette Benning. Uh, as the swimmer Diana Nyad. So uh, that's my recommendation for the weekend. So uh, Peter Freeman of DC Outlook, it's always great fun to talk to you. Is it? <laughs> it is. It is. It was good being in the room with you boys. I, I, will, oh. give, I will give you that. I, I don't know about me, but I, I enjoy your company. Jason very Fraley, I know you're counting down the days until the Oscars. <laughs> I'm going to still beat that drum as long as I can. No, love seeing you, Peter and Arch and Lou. You guys are awesome. <laughs> Jason, you guys are all the awesome ones. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. This is the Cats Podcasting System, where it's not just a podcast, but a podcast.